Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, the Tesla Model 3 ludicrous is seen. The Cadillac Lyric is arriving in France. And the Renault 5 debuts. Plus, stay tuned, because later in the show, I'll tell you what Jeep is saying about the launch of their first electric models in the United States. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Monday, 26th of February. I'm Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. Uh, We'll start with news of the Tesla Model 3. Ludicrous spotted during filming. Recent videos suggesting that the Model 3 Ludicrous, not performance, is the performance variant of the so-called Highland update, and it's nearing its launch. It was a red Model 3 featuring performance enhancements visible to this social media post but on the back was the ludicrous badge and it was filmed in valencia in spain enhancements include a new front splitter new aero wheels black out trim uh, new door handles uh, and uh, paint matched mirrors red brake calipers all round a new rear spoiler, and the upgraded interior seats. Uh, The ludicrous badge on the vehicle aligns with Tesla's tradition for high-performance models, indicating that this is a step up from the Model 3 performance, and that makes sense because the thing that you can't do at the moment, what with the so-called Highland refresh, is buyer performance. And so they could have just gone with Model 3 performance Highland, not that it's called that, but uh, they're going with Ludicrous by the look of it. Well, at least according to this social media post, it was you know, via Reddit, so caution. Um, but this person did say that the Tesla people came over and asked them to stop taking pictures. And when that happens, it's like, well, you can't stop the public taking pictures of things in public. So you're just giving away now that this is rather important and you don't want your boss to have a go at you. So could well be a sign that they're doing some Uh, YouTube videos or some marketing material filming. Now, uh, let's move on and talk about battery uh, grid storage solutions in terms of battery swapping. Now, lots of people don't believe battery swapping is going to work. It works in China, by the way. Will it work in Europe? Will it work outside of China? Well, it's still a big TBC over that, actually, because in Denmark, Neo are doing battery swapping, but they're actually going one further than swapping the batteries inside the cars, the Neos that are on sale here in Europe. They're now providing grid supports surfaces frequency regulation to the electric grid that helps keep it stable and it represents a big step for neo here in europe they do it in china already and it's a great innovation battery swap stations contribute to grid stability and offer frequency regulation they're a big energy store because they have all those batteries that have come out of uh, NEOs that are a lower state of charge. They might then often trickle charge them. There's no need need to DC fast charge them, so they'll slow charge them. Good for the battery health, by the way, but it does mean a big energy store. So when you integrate that into the grid, you can then support renewable energy sources like wind and solar. You can help grid management. And the new third-gen NEO stations have 21 batteries capable of discharging about 500 kilowatts of power to the grid. So loads of potential there. These stations adapt their charging rates based on the grid demand so when you're recharging the batteries, but also discharging during peak demand times to stabilize the grid and, you know, trade energy prices and make some money, you would think. As of now, NEO have one swap station in Denmark, opened this time last year, March 2023. 
In total, Neo have 39 battery swap stations across Europe, with the highest concentration in Germany. 11 stations there the last time I counted, followed by Norway and the Netherlands. They have about nine, I think. Now, globally, Neo has slightly more than they have in Europe. In China, um, they have 2,000. 375 battery swap stations and their goal is to hit 3,300 by the end of this year. So I don't know whether battery swapping will work outside of China. It works there. There's no, that debate has happened and it's answered. Will it work in Europe? I I know we've got a decent DC fast charging network and uh, as in CCS2 works and uh, well, I don't know. I'm intrigued by it because it works pretty well. Let's talk about BYD. And anytime I say BYD, you might think, oh, now it's about cheap Chinese cars again coming into Europe. Not this time. Let's talk about their luxury brand called Yang Wang. Not a very luxury name if you're selling the cars in a Western market, but they're not selling them. They're selling them in China, so the name Yang Wang makes more sense. Um, it introduces the new supercar. It's called the U9, and it's a two-seater. It's priced at uh, $230,000 equivalent, and it's got four electric motors, 240 kilowatts of power on each corner. It's over 1,300 horsepower, 0 to 62 miles an hour in 2.3 seconds, 800-volt architecture, 80-kilowatt-hour blade battery from the BYD cupboard, and uh, they'll do 450 kilometers on the CLTC standard now. It's also got some interesting ways of recharging quickly uh, because uh, it will take two charges. Does anybody of a certain age remember, well, for me, it was Jags, uh, Jag XJS, I believe, had two filler caps for the fuel tanks. Maybe it was the XJ saloons, like the XJ12. And uh, is it an urban legend that they were interconnected? You could flick between them. No, I think they were separate fuel tanks. Either way, I'm getting, uh, I I digress. It's an 80s Jaguar thing. Uh, It's the same principle. So uh, you can plug two charging stations into this Yangwang U9 and get to 80% in 10 minutes. I'm not kidding. Well, 30 to 80% in 10 minutes. Now, it is very expensive, of course, and it joins the U8 in charge. And the U7, which is the sedan, the U8's the SUV, and it's their premium brand that BYD have. They'll make everything from $13,000 equivalent cheap Chinese cars to these supercars now. It's it's a crazy impressive company. Now let's talk about Tesla unveiling 500 plus free public charges at Giga Berlin. This is Tesla at its absolute best. I love it when Tesla do stuff like this because they've got the power to do it. They've got the experience. They've got the knowledge, the know-how. And uh, the desire, actually, to put 500 charging stations into the car park of Gigafactory Berlin and to make them free for anyone. Uh, Now, these charges are available to Tesla employees. Of course, that's who will use them all the time. But if you are visiting that on business or whatever, and you think, um, or you're doing a tour of the factory, then you can plug into the Tesla wall connectors. They've got them outside on stands, each parking space. The general public can, there's not much around at Giga Berlin, but if you wanted to go out of your way to go sit in a car park in the middle of a field and charge up, you could do for free. Uses the Gen 3 wall connectors uh, on sort of metal stands at the end of each. There's 500 of them in a car park, which is, it's kind of, I've seen these pictures coming out of places like China. And when you see this, not just 20 or 30, or but 500 charges where it's not every space, because this is a vast car park, but when it's whole rows and rows all well signposted, painted on the ground. These are EV charging spaces. Please only park here if you are charging. All that kind of stuff. 500 of them. When we get to that stage, and that's normal for when you go do your grocery shopping at the weekend, and half the spaces in the car park just have slow chargers in, 
That's when we've arrived, and I can't wait for that day, and it's a while off, but it's going to come one day when charging is just ubiquitous, and it's everywhere, and it'll be slow, uh, but it'll be so easy. Of course, they also have a V4 supercharger station, which opened in November, I think, at Giga Berlin. Now, let's talk tax credits, and it's a very popular way of doing a down payment now on an EV in the United States. 78% of American EV buyers have utilised the federal tax credits as a down payment this year. According to the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, uh, the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act provided a rebate of $7,500 for new electric vehicle purchases with limitations on eligibility, $4,000 for used EVs. Uh, Recent legal changes allowed buyers to apply the credit at the point of purchase instead of waiting until their tax filing and use it as a down payment. Out of 25,000 Americans who claimed the credit so far uh, this year, in the first two months of the year, 19,500 of them Uh, So that's four-fifths of those chose to use it at the point of sale as a down payment. Uh, The breakdown of advance payment requests shows 17,500 for new EVs and 2,000 for used EVs. 11,000 dealerships are now signed up to the process. Let's talk about Xiaomi, because this is a tech company, a mobile phone company. We talk about uh, Sony doing their thing with EVs and the Ophelia brand, okay. Well, Xiaomi introduced their first electric vehicle, the SU7. It's the first physical debut of the vehicle. It's a performance sedan, four-door design, all electric, and 0 to 60 in 2.7 seconds. This is high-end stuff. It's 101 kilowatt-hour battery, 500 miles of range, and uh, the vehicle supports really fast charging with 300 miles added in 15 minutes on the right fast charger. Uh, the platform itself will take batteries up to 150 kilowatt hours, uh, covered in LiDAR, covered in radar for autonomy, a 16-inch infotainment display inside, a head-up display for the driver, a rotating dashboard inside as well. No pricing from Xiaomi yet. Uh, they're known for their smartphones, where they rank third globally, with a 13% global market share of smartphones, 146 million phones sold last year. Um, beyond Xiaomi, they uh, beyond phones, Xiaomi do tellies and smart home appliances. My toothbrush brush is a Xiaomi toothbrush, which I think is hilarious. Uh, the temperature sensors that I have on the wall of the house, the Bluetooth things uh, that connect to Home Assistant, are Xiaomi. So this little name is everywhere, and now they're going to be in electric vehicles. But not the cheap end, not the bottom end. Uh, they're going to be up against the likes of luxury brands, Porsches in China, for instance. Skepticism remains, obviously, about their ability to enter the high-end market in a competitive landscape. Now, stick around, because in a minute we'll talk about Renault 5 and Cadillac Lyric here in Europe. Back in a sec. Okay, welcome back. And if you heard a couple of ads there, or maybe one ad, and you'd like to strip them out and uh, and support this podcast directly, uh, because we don't really make too much money from the advertising. It all comes from Patreon, really. And it's just me, by the way. I say we. Royal we. It's just myself. And so that's how I pay my bills and feed the family. And it's thanks to Patreon. What a crazy way to earn a living, eh, these days. And um, it's uh, it's fantastic that we have an incredible community there. And you're welcome to sign up and support the show. And if you do, you get a, a unique link which strips out the ads at patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Now, General Motors reintroduced themselves to the French market this week and launched the Cadillac Lyric, marking their return to the European market, a broader return there. Re-entry began with Switzerland last year, focusing on an all-electric lineup after they sold off Opel and Vauxhall back in 2017. 
in the US. GM has a big dealership network. They don't here in Europe. It'll be all digital sales, and it follows the success of other cars in that segment, like Tesla's Model Y, where... That car costs about 42,000, 43,000 euros in France, where the lyrics can be a little more expensive, you would think. But um, GM is planning on opening a kind of showroom in Paris with the lyric available for online ordering March 23rd. I'll let you know the pricing when I get it. It'll then launch in Germany and other European markets. Renault unveiled the production version of the Renault 5. The electric super mini at the Geneva Motor Show. Uh, the Autogar full video is brilliant with Thomas. Uh, obviously, Johnny Smith's late break show video is legendary, and they, they all are. Uh, the design of the Renault 5 follows the concept from three years ago, and it draws inspiration from the original Renault 5 as well. Priced at €25,000, uh, under £25,000 when it arrives here. It'll be one of the most cost-effective EVs if you want to drive a brand-new car. Uh, along with the MG4, the BYD Dolphin, the Vauxhall Corsa. Uh, Renault 5 is built on their small EV platform, sharing its elements with Nissan and Renault and uh, the Clio, the Nissan Juke. Uh, single electric motor, 52 kilowatt hour battery, 250 miles of range, 100 kilowatt DC fast charging, and di- bi directional AC stuff as well. Now, IM Motors also took their time at the Geneva Motor Show to unveil the L6 electric saloon for Europe, launching next year, though. It's backed by SAIC behind MG and Ali. Barber, the L6 saloon, has a 875-volt architecture, and it will charge up to 396 kilowatts if you can find a charger that goes that quickly. Wow. Blows my mind a little bit. Uh, that's faster than the new Porsche Taycan. And uh, the L6, the LS6, going to be the SUV version of the L6. Um, and it's high performance, a dual motor, 0 to 60 for three and a half seconds. So super high performance. Now, uh, Jeep's electric transition continues. Uh, the CEO, Antonio Filosa, announced five new models, including the brand new nameplates and updates to existing models. Ahead of the launches, Jeep is reducing prices on models to, to make way for their EVs. Yesterday, I told you about the Wagoneer S, the first one, which goes into production in Q2, unveiled in Q3 to customers, and that has 600 horsepower, very fast, 0 to 60, like three and a half seconds, 400 miles. I told you about the Recon EV yesterday as well, arriving before the end of the year, removable doors like a Wrangler 4xE uh, using the STLA large platform, and three more coming as well from Jeep, expanding that lineup. Uh, a bit of extra news from what I told you about yesterday. That's your podcast for today. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And thanks to our premium partners, a daily mention for them, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East and Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel, Octopus Electroverse, Global Public Charging, made dead simple. With one app and one map and least plan electric moments providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need, have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there's no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.